Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast, everybody. This is the betting edition, uh, week 15 betting preview. Um, we have a little bit of a Thursday night recap, uh, that Madden-like game where you're kind of the playing on arcade mode. Um, <laughs> it was like every everything was a fumble there. And then we can jump over into game previews, um, parlays, and talking about a couple of prop bets. So, does that sound good to you, Brendan? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. I don't know how to not introduce you. I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> I, think, I think that's how you do it. Cool. <laughs> um, all right. So Thursday night, what are, what are your thoughts? Um, well, we got two legs of our parlay, correct? Uh, the Raiders money line and Jacoby Myers touchdown, which I think we thought was the hardest leg to hit. Um, yeah. Obviously, we didn't get under 34 and a half. I don't think anybody saw as much offense coming from that game as, as there was, um, especially with how good the Vegas defense had been. And with, you know, Aiden O'Connell going against Khalil Mack's defense. Um, yeah, we didn't see that coming. So kind of a crazy game um, getting up 35. What did they get up? 42 to nothing. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, so awful. Yeah, I personally turned it off at that point because I, I was like, I'm not watching this big of a blowout. It's just not not fun to watch. But that's all right. A lot of fantasy points, which is always fun, Um, especially when you got Zamir White as a as a stash on your bench. Yeah, you see that threw him on the. uh trade block last night like right after his first <laughs> touchdown <laughs> see if i can get anything for him yeah um yeah man i don't know easton stick really not that bad um feels like he wasn't given the opportunity to do much he did fumble a decent amount i think i think he had like one maybe two fumbles uh honestly hard to keep track when everybody was fumbling the ball over and over and over again um you know, Josh Palmer had a decent game. Isaiah Spiller got most of the work over Austin Eckler. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. I guess the one of the big storylines here is obviously... Well, Brandon Saley's fired. Did you see that? Yes, sir. Yeah, what, 30, 30 minutes ago? So. Yeah, that's going to be a huge uh, you know, change. I'm excited for that. Um, it feels like, especially their GM, like they've never really been able to get anything going. Uh, the Chargers just had the worst luck, and it feels like they always buy into guys like you know Khalil Mack at times when they kind of shouldn't. Um, and so maybe we see some better decision-making processes. Maybe see them go a little bit younger with Herbert. I know that they're forty-five million into the over the cap next year, uh, just between like Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, um, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. They have like forty-five percent of their salary. Locked up with those guys, but um, I don't know. Maybe we see some of the, they move on from some of those guys. Maybe Keenan Allen goes to like the Jets or something. Yeah, I was thinking about this and how certain quarterbacks come into the league and you know they get comfortable with some guys. Like Keenan Allen is one of those guys that will always make a quarterback better. It's always mm-hmm. finding finding where the soft spot is and gets a million targets a game. So I think he's one of those guys that kind of helps a younger quarterback kind of come into the league. And honestly, I think it would be a good idea to 
kind of just fire sale this whole team and get your picks and not waste Herbert's career. Get a ton of value if you can, because I mean, right now who wants to go play for the chargers? Um, they don't have the money to go grab anybody. And what are you going to do? They're kind of stuck. So I think they got to blow it up. Um, I don't know how much they can though. Like obviously they can try to move on from some guys, but I don't know how much like dead cap hits and all those contracts have and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. they're gonna have to eat some salary for sure. But maybe after a year or two we'll be able to see them kind of jumpstart that rebuild. But maybe Quinton Johnson's the only young guy left on that team for a little bit. <laughs> Honestly could see it. Um cool. And, jo- yeah, and Josh that- and Josh Palmer's also good though. He is good. Um, he's on the trade block too. If you want him, <laughs> take, take a second for Josh Palmer. Um, yeah, and I don't know, man. It's kind of fun to watch because I was like half watching in the second half, and every time I looked up, the Raiders were scoring, and then all of a sudden the Chargers started scoring too. Like every time they had the ball, and it was crazy. Um, I cannot believe that this was one of the highest scoring games of the season. They almost put up 70. They had a very good chance to put up 70 in the yeah. Dolphins, and it, it was not done the same way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think right at the beginning, with the turnovers, it kind of destroyed the possibility of the under-hitting, especially with it set at 34 and a half. So yeah. that was tough. I think we just chalked that one up to nobody <laughs> saw that coming. Yeah, the over-hit on the punt return fumble um and i think that was the michael mayer touchdown yeah but yeah that hurt i was rooting for punt placement and stuff like that for (laughs) all of 10 minutes and it didn't go too well 10 minutes real time Uh, yeah 10 minutes real time um (laughs) (laughs) do you want to jump over into the preview of some of the games this weekend yeah let's get into it man all right lead the way all right so the first game we got going on this weekend is the seven and six Vikings versus the seven and six Bengals. Um, Bengals are favored by three minus one seventy money line over under forty and a half. Is there anything you like here? Um, I kind of forget. Let me check what I have. <laughs> I like the Bengals money line here. Um, I. I guess you could take them minus three, but you're only getting down to minus 120. I don't see why it would be important to get that much more of a favorable odd. It's not worth it, in my opinion. Um, so I like the Bengals' money line here. I think Jake Browning's playing great football. Um, I don't think the Vikings are really going to compete. I think Nick Mullins does an all right job just getting some points on the board so i do like the over here um so i think this is i think this is a good game to take the money line on the Bengals and take the over i like the Bengals as well but i actually have this as my under of the week um as you said it's set at 40 and a half um i feel like we saw last week that the vikings defense is i mean you got to ask yourself how good is the vikings defense if they held a team that scored 63 points to zero last week. <laughs> yeah. So to your point, then, well, to your point about lines, um, one that I want you to consider before you continue with your under is Nick Mullins. His passing yards are over under 244 and a half. 
Yeah, that's ridiculous to me. I don't see that happening at all. Um, it does seem like Vegas thinks this game is going to go over with, you know, Jamar Chase at 65 receiving yards. Um, four of the last five Bengals games have gone over that 40 and a half, but I, I don't know, man. I kind of think we might see a step back from Browning and, you know, it's backup quarterback versus backup quarterback. And that didn't stop him last night. And it feels like every game is backup quarterback versus backup quarterback, but I don't know. I'm thinking it's an under this, this time around. I think I like the over here. Cause to, to the point about last night um, with these rookie quarterbacks or well, backup quarterbacks, um, I think we could see, you know, maybe some sloppy football. Maybe it's not necessarily these quarterbacks throwing interceptions, but I mean, neither of these teams really have anything to lose. I mean, they're trying to put themselves in a position to get into the wild card. So they're going to lay it all out there and try to make the extra plays, get the extra yards, and sometimes you get fumbles from that. So um, yeah, you do. if you look back at, uh, Mullins game logs um, a lot of the games he's played in he's throwing for 250-300 yards he throws interceptions but he gets the ball I don't moving. disagree with the the over here but I don't know I'm still leaning under it just feels like one of those games and gotta remember that I went 5-2 and two last week so oh, hot hand. I think <laughs> I think you gotta ride it um, but you know, either way, I think the Bengals definitely take this one. Yeah. Justin Jefferson's back, but like, who cares? Yeah. And same um, thing, same thing as like the Keenan Allen effect. Justin Jefferson will make Mullins better. Yeah. Maybe a maybe. big game from Addison. I don't think so, but maybe I'm, I'm actually benching Addison, one of my playoff teams. I mean, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't earned it in, in a fantasy sense, I suppose, the last, what, five weeks? No. Is over... I, I did have a little fun fact. Um, his receiving yards over under is set at 37.5, right? And in the Vikings' last seven games as underdogs, so, you know, kind of more pass heavy script he has recorded 44 plus yards in all of them so i do like jordan addison over in receiving yards but i don't think he's going to score a touchdown uh which it seems like his fantasy viability pretty much only comes from touchdown scoring mm-hmm. i actually like a lot of the, the receiving lines in this game um you had Hawkinson is over under 51 and a half or 52 and a half. And I did see um, some sort of post about how um, Mullins was the quarterback when George Kittle had his record or not record, I guess, but he led the NFL in tight end receiving yards. So that could be something to watch. Maybe Hawkinson goes for a big game. Yeah, and then you have Justin Jefferson touchdown, plus 150. You get plus odds on Justin Jefferson touchdown. It's really uh, not bad. Are you worried about him following, you know, coming back from the hamstring and then getting 
rushed to the hospital last week? Um, like kind of no. Probably should be, but to me, Justin Jefferson's like Justin Jefferson. He's he's gonna be fine. He's gonna get probably like seventy five yards and a touchdown. Um. So, honestly, so have, that's all I got for him. So you have the under on his yards. Uh, Is his yards over seventy five? It's seventy eight and a, or yeah, seventy eight and a half. <laughs> um, man, I don't even want to commit either way on that line. I feel like that's <laughs> tough, and I I don't like to. Sometimes when we speculate and talk about lines, <clears throat> I don't know what to actually count towards my picks for the week. So I'm trying to make sure that I say, like, this is my this for the week mm-hmm. um, so that we can record those and keep track of them, you know? Yeah, agreed. So the next game we got is Steelers-Colts, another pair of 7-6 and six teams. <laughs> um, Colts are favored by 1.5, minus 120. Um, over under 42 and a half, kind of a, seems like a weird game. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I don't understand a lot of these lines. It feels like the Colts, they expect the Colts offense to kind of go nuts. Um, and I don't know why, like Zach Moss, his over under on rushing yards at 71 and a half. He hasn't been too hot in like any of them, any of these past few games since you know Jonathan Taylor came back and then Jonathan Taylor's been out, but Zach Moss still hasn't capitalized on that. Um, so I that's my under on yards for the week is Zach Moss under 71 and a half. Um additionally, each of the Steelers' last six road games have gone under. Um so the under over under set at 42 and a half. Um, I'm thinking there's a good chance at an under here, but it does feel like Vegas wants it to be an over, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the six games played at Lucas Oil uh, are averaging 55 points a game. So that's probably why they want it to be the under. The Steelers do kind of tend to lean towards that under though. This is another kind of game where it's a team that's been consistently hitting overs versus a team that's been consistently hitting unders, uh, similar to the last game. Yeah. I like, uh, I like the Colts to win in this and that's about it. Um, you can get Trubisky over half an interception. So if he throws one, you got minus one thirty-five, which is honestly not horrible. Um, cause I think <laughs> at this point he's kind of a lock. For an interception at some point. Yeah, I think so. He's he hasn't been too hot. Um, yeah. So, um, otherwise, I'm staying away from most other things in this game because this is one of those games that feels like anything can happen. Yeah, there really isn't anything here. I like maybe Michael Pittman touchdown. Yes. I do like that as well. Um, and Michael Pittman has recorded 84 or more yards in each of the Colts' last four. Uh, this one's set at 75 and a half. How do you feel about that line? That one's weird. Um, just because I could see him going, you know, 50 yards on like eight catches. Um, 
because, I mean, he's just been an example of consistency this year. Um, however, he can get his points. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty fair line, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning over, I think, on Pittman. But I think that touchdown is the best prop that we see here. Yeah, I agree. And then I don't even feel like talking about the Steelers. Their their offense is not very good. Their defense yeah. is like also not super great. Um, I don't know. Maybe Kenny Pickett fumble. Is that is that a line that exists? He's not playing. It's Trubisky. Oh, Trubisky. Sorry. Um, yeah, Trubisky interception. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Okay. Yeah, you wanna jump over the next game? There's not a ton to talk about there. Yeah, your uh your second favorite team in the league, the Broncos are playing the Lions. Um I would not call the Broncos my <laughs> second favorite team in the league. You love to talk about them, that's why. Um Broncos seven and six, Lions nine and four. Lions can kind of lock up um the north here with a win and I think a Vikings loss. So they kind of have stalled out in the last five weeks, um, and the Broncos have kind of played solid football for the most part and lost a couple of close games. Six of the last seven they've won. Yeah, so uh, Broncos are, or sorry, Lions are favored by four and a half, over under 47 and a half, and Lions minus 210. Anything you like here? Um... I think Cortland Sutton touchdown might be another thing to keep an eye on. It feels like that Lions defense has been allowing a lot of, you know, points to other teams. Um, the Lions have been consistently kind of going over in their points totals. Uh, week 14, so last week, was their one under in the last five. Um, on the other side of the ball, I don't know why every game feels like this, but the Broncos have been consistently going under their lines uh, on four of their last five. So over-under set at 48. Um, I think I'm leaning over. Feels like Lions offense is better than the, what the Broncos defense is. And the Broncos offense is you know good enough to score points against the Lions. Um, yeah, over Cortland Sutton touchdown. I don't hate the Broncos here, though. Um, you know, the Lions haven't been great for the last, you know, few weeks. And I don't know if they're going to bounce back this week. I mean, it, it, it's probably a safe bet to say that they might. But uh, there's also a good chance that they're in a little bit of a free fall. Um, and I'm willing to take a bet on the Broncos uh, at, you know, plus 180. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it as an underdog bet. Um, I think the Lions do have to bounce back at some point. Um, Amon Ra had his first bad week of the season last week, so I like Amon Ra touchdown here, plus 148. Um, that's probably my player prop of the week right there. Um, I like Amon Ra touchdown just because um, he's kind of due, I think. Their offense needs to get going, look for your best player. 
Um, you kind of talked me into the over here, and I, I think it makes sense for that reason too, that he should get going. Um, another one that's interesting is Brock Wright touchdown is at plus 850. Or sorry, not... Oh yeah, Brock Wright is plus 850. Um, I meant to look for... What the hell is his name? Laporta, where is he? Oh, I'm looking at first touchdown. Laporta's um, plus one sixty-five. So that's not bad at all. I, no. I'm a big fan of Laporta this week. I think you could take both of those. Yeah, he's scored a touchdown in four of the last five Lions home games. Yeah, he seems to kind of. I see him at minus one hundred six though. Well, hop over to you ESPN. Sure Anytime and not first? Anytime. Just says to score oh, okay. a touchdown. Um, that's interesting. So so arbitrage that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you want to jump over to the next game? I mean, I also like Jameer Gibbs a little bit here. Sorry. Yeah, um, we, we talked about him and David Montgomery okay. in the daily podcast. Um, yeah. So, because we mentioned how the Broncos' run defense has been terrible. That's kind of what the Lions are trying to get going on offense. So should be what they're looking for in terms of a matchup to get the offense going. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned them um, in case you, whoever's listening didn't catch that episode. Um, yeah, it feels like a pretty good play for both of those guys. Do you like any of their props? I was just about to look. Um, let's see. Rushing yards, Montgomery over 65 and a half, and Gibbs over under 53 and a half. So, I like that Gibbs. I like, I like the Gibbs one too. I think Montgomery's kind of the undoubted um, goal line back, and Gibbs is getting some yards. So, um, another one, I'm high on him on Raw this week, 70 and a half for his uh, receiving yards. So, I think that's another good one. Uh, Laporta, 47 and a half. I think there's a lot of options here, depending on what you like about this game. Yeah, it's not too bad. Didn't we, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we get an injury to the Broncos secondary last week? I actually don't know. Um, I forget. Checking up the injury. It's not Greg Dulcich. Um, I don't know. We could probably move on to the next game, and I'll let you know if there's anything here. Yeah, so next game, Bears-Browns. Um, so Browns are favored by three, over under 38.5, minus 150 on the Browns. I did not find any injury. Um, This game is... I mean, it's nothing of the week for me, but the only thing I do have here is touchdown score, uh, DJ Moore. I see plus 190 right now. Feels like DJ Moore has been pretty consistent with Justin Fields on the field. Uh, the Browns defense has been super solid, but kind of feels like DJ Moore tends to find a way to score against uh, like almost any team. Um I do kind of lean under here as well, but you know, my pick of the week for touchdown score is DJ Moore. Um, 
you know, the Browns have won their last four home games. Five of the last six Bears games have gone under. Um, we have the Browns, you know, Joe Flacco had a great week last week, but maybe he isn't as good this week. Um, it seems like the Bears defense has taken a step up in the past few weeks with Montez Sweat. Um, what's your take here? Um, so we mentioned, or at least I mentioned, uh, Joe Flacco is my start for uh, for daily. So I think I think it could be a good game again. Um, one of the prop bets I like in this game is Joe Flacco over one and a half touchdowns, getting plus one forty odds. So I think he's just kind of slinging it, which is a, the type of quarterback that they haven't really had in this offense. Um, so. There's something that you might want to take. I, I personally might take that myself. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I think this is probably going to be the Browns. Um, I don't even hate the Browns by the spread, minus three. But I am keeping an eye on the Bears. Um, and we might hear about them later. Yeah, I'm welcome to be surprised, but... Um, I got to believe that the Bears are not going to get to 6 and 8, but it's also weird for the Browns being 9 and 5. So Yeah, both these teams kind of punching above their weight. Yes. All right. Want to uh, jump over No, I'm good. Um next one we got is Jets and Dolphins. Um Dolphins mm-hmm. are favored by 9 and a half at minus 500. Minus 500 money line, over under 37 and a half. This is going to be a fun one. Um, we saw Zach Wilson play pretty well last week. He's had two pretty good games this season against the Chiefs and against, uh, I forget who they played last week, but um, feels like, oh, it was Houston. Um, it feels like, you know, the Jets defense is able to slow anybody down. The Dolphins did not do great last week against uh, the Titans. Um, that nine and a half spread is pretty big for having lost to the Titans last week. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, another strange matchup, I think, because we've seen the Jets defense be really good all year. And... They beat a couple good teams this year. So you never know what can happen with this team. Um, the one thing that I'm watching here is can Miami get it going on offense and defense? Um, seems like last week they kind of let that one slip away from them. Um, Tyreek Hill was kind of in and out for half the game. So that didn't help. Um, I feel like they just got to get Waddle involved somehow because they need that second passing weapon to do something for them. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm not sure how involved he's going to get this week. Um, I'm kind of looking at the other side of the ball for some value, though. I just saw this line like two seconds ago, and I have two prop bets on the Jets' offense, I guess. One of them is Zach Wilson over... 177.5 passing yards. Uh, it's hitting four of the last five. Zach Wilson took a big step up last week. It feels like it could be a game 
you know, if the Dolphins are to get up where they do lean into that passing script a little bit and Zach Wilson is able to find Garrett Wilson, uh, who's kind of been the entire Jets offense. Other thing that I like this week is Brees Hall over 43 and a half rushing yards. Um, the under for this specific line has hit in five of the last five, but as we talked about during the DFS episode, Brees feels like a pretty good value play. Um, here feels like he's, you know, finally coming back from that injury, getting involved, looking efficient, looking good. Um, I think maybe, you know, Zach Wilson takes a step up in his play, opens up some opportunity for Brees Hall, and we could see a good chance of both these hitting. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good prop bets in this game. Um, I think we're going to see some points. Uh, last time these two teams faced off, it was 34-13, and Miami won that one. Um, two or through two picks. Um, that was back when Tim Boyle started. He threw two picks as well. Um, just didn't do much on offense, but it's kind of been the story all year. Uh, Mostert had a big game in that game, and that was one of Waddle's best games. So, could be seeing some points from the Dolphins here. Um, so, one prop that I really like here is Tua over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 110. He threw one against them last time. You got to believe he's not going to stink it up twice against them. Um, I think it'll tell a lot about where this team can go in the playoffs this year. Um, so, I think that's something to watch. And another thing is the rushing yards. Um, Brees Hall, like you said, 43 and a half. Um, Last time they played, he had 25 rushing yards on seven attempts. So I got to believe they're not going to have Zach Wilson throw 38 passes like Tim Boyle did. Um, I think they were playing from behind, so that hurt him. So I think game script here is important when you're thinking about what kind of bet you want to place. Um, if you think it's going to be low scoring, I think you definitely hammer the under on uh, those rushing yards. But I think we both think there's going to be some points to ha- be had in this game. Yeah, absolutely. You want to jump into the next game? Yes, sir. Giants Saints, an absolute stinker, but DeVito is exciting. Uh, I don't know, man. I hate Tommy DeVito. <laughs> um Saints are minus 240 money line, favored by five and a half, five and a half, over under 39 and a half. I don't know if I really like anything from this game. I, maybe I'd like to not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it could go either way. So getting five and a half points on the Giants does feel uh, pretty nice. I know Derek Carr's been pretty hurt. Maybe we see a little step back. I mean, both of these offenses aren't great, so maybe we see a little step back from Tommy DeVito. Um, And we could go with an under. Um, Under 39 would be not bad this week. But I'm not really leaning heavily into anything. I, I guess 15 of the Saints' last 19 games have gone under uh, 39. So does feel, you know, like there's a chance there, but we'll see. Yeah, I love the under here. This is my under of the week. Um, I mean, these two teams stink, <laughs> but um, 
I like the Giants' money line here. I think this is a dog that you got to take. Um, they were kind of electric last week, and I think Darren Waller is questionable still. Let me just check that. Um, I, th- I saw no. that he was like designated to come back. Yeah, he's he's not going to play this week. So, not that that matters anyways. Um, I don't know. Saints have had pretty solid D-line all year like we talked about the other day. Um, I like the Giants here. I just some, – something's sticking out about them. Um, I think the Saints stink, and they're in the worst division in football. So, 6-7 and seven is very fake to me. Yeah. Um, are there any – Props or anything that you like? Props. Let's see. How many yards did Vito throw for last week? Mm. I don't know. I can check for you. He threw only 158. So his over, <laughs> yeah, his over under is 182. I like the under. Um, I'm. No, go ahead. No, you can go. I was just going to jump in with Jimmy Graham touchdown. That's a weird one. Why do you like that? Does it? Uh, it looks like he's scored a touchdown in like 33% of the games that he's played. Um, it's plus 550. I guess if you're I'm feeling not... ballsy, why not? Yeah. It feels like they've gone his way in the, in the red zone a couple times and I'm not you know, upset about it. So I think it could work out. ESPN is currently, ESPN is currently yeah. not offering a single over under for receiving yards for the saints. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? So Pretty interesting touchdown props. Camara's minus one Oh two. Um, nothing else really here because you can't really count on anybody to score a touchdown for the Giants. I guess if you wanted, you could go with uh, Saquon at minus 102 as well. But there ain't a whole lot in terms of props here. No. Yeah, I think we just move on to the next game. This isn't going to be too great. Uh, yeah, but that's, know, my, that's my under the some magic, And it'll be fun to watch, but just talking about this game... Not fun. <laughs> no, it's not a fun game. Um, that's why it's my under of the week. Nice. I like it, yeah. All right. Chiefs-Pats. Enough said. This was flexed out of Monday night. Um, thank <laughs> God. Uh, we got Chiefs favored by eight, over under 37.5, and, and minus 425 money line on the Chiefs. This is my over of the week. I think the Pats defense hasn't been great. You know, they've showed up against not great teams, but it feels like a game where the Chiefs are going to, you know, pile it on and and try to score a bunch of points on the Pats. Um, I don't really know what else there is to say. It's just the Pats aren't the best team right now. They've gotten a couple wins out, but, um, you know, average of 36.2 points per game scored in Gillette. Uh, you're bringing in one of the better offenses, so I don't really see how it doesn't happen. And then, you know, we can talk about the Bailey Zappi connection with 
Hunter Henry and, and Juju that kind of formed during the Steelers game. And it feels like they've got a little bit of offense, you know, to, to show for. So I don't hate the over here at all. It's my over of the week. Yeah, I agree. I think the Chiefs are looking to get something going on offense. They have to in order to compete this playoffs, um, especially in a tough AFC. So um, definitely going to be looking to run up the score if they can, just to find some chemistry on offense. They look a little lost, uh, especially after how dramatic the ending was to their game last week. they got to have a fire lit under them. So... Um, one prop that I find interesting here is Mahomes' rushing yards is at 20 and a half. Um, against teams that have a decent defense, he has run the ball. So, mm-hmm. um, against Denver, he had 31 yards. Against uh, Chicago, who has a good uh, run defense, he went for 28, and that was three attempts. So, um, Philly, he had 38 yards, Green Bay, 26. It seems like games that, um, they faced solid defenses. He's kind of had to improvise a little bit and take off. So 20 yards ain't much. I think you can get that to a couple first downs. So, um, I think that's something to watch. Um, also Zappy at six and a half. I was thinking about that for my Thursday night parlay last week and he did that in one run. So couple interesting props there um in terms of receiving yards there ain't too much here that looks great because these teams kind of spread the ball out there isn't like a single guy other than kelsey and even with him he's once again been a player that has put together fantasy points um any way he really can whether it's receptions yards touchdowns so i don't think we can really bank on a specific stat with him this week Um, yeah, I agree. I I do like a couple props myself this week. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has an 11 win streak on 260 plus passing yards with the Chiefs as favorites following a loss. Uh, Chiefs are Chiefs are favorites following a loss here. Uh, I think we go for 12 over under set at 256.5. Um, and then it feels like Travis Travis Kelsey always gets involved at this time of year. Uh, his over-under is set at 65.5 receiving yards. Uh, he's recorded 71 or more five games in December in a row. Yeah, feels like a game where Kelsey has to get going a little bit. This team needs him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you like the over here? On to the next game? Uh, I do like the over here. It is my over of the week. What do you feel about uh, the spread here? I think Chiefs minus eight over. You like it? Uh, just Yeah, it just feels like a game where the Chiefs got a crush. Yep, I like it too. I used to have a policy of not betting against the Patriots, but uh, that's that doesn't out the window anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bucks, Packers, two, six, and seven teams. Both need a win. Um, Packers are given or no they're they're minus three and a half over under Mm -hmm. 42 and a half Packers money line is minus 185 um I like the Packers minus three and a half here personally um what do you think gotta go with the Packers it's December and Lambeau uh 16 of the last 17 of those games have gone to the Packers 
Uh, and you're bringing in a Florida team. So exactly. probably even more of an advantage. And then I think under uh, is probably the play here. Just again, because it's, I feel like, um, actually, you know, maybe over. Four of the last five have gone over for the Packers. I was going to say you're bringing in a Florida team, whatever. It's winter. It's cold. But um, I think the Packers take this one. I think it's a close game, though. I think the, the Bucks cover the spread. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I think the Packers are going to blow them out. What's the weather looking like? Oh, boy. Let's see. It's going to be 39, overcast, wind of 10 miles per hour. Kate Otten game. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't know. I think they're. I think the Packers are going to blow them out here. Just a hunch, really. Yeah, I could see it happening. I don't really have don't anything know. to back that up. I would love that, um, but I don't want to be, you know, too confident. And I think close game probably hits the over. Packers win. It would be awesome. Yeah, um, Mike Evans seventy one and a half is his receiving line, and Jaden Reed fifty one and a half. I think Jaden Reed is my favorite one there. Um, I Jaden Reed has scored the first touchdown for the Packers in three of the last five games too, and he's plus eight hundred on that. So mm-hmm. take that for what you will. Another one I like here a lot actually is Rashad White's receiving yards at nineteen and a half. Um, his last what is that like eight nine games. He's had 33, 22, 10, 28, 47, 46, 70, 65. So they've kept him involved in the past game, um, especially against some of the better teams because that was the better stretch of their schedule right there. Yeah, I love Rashad White. I think that that's a good take. Um, I don't know if I have any data to back it up, but it does feel like the Packers allow a lot of yards to screens and stuff like that. So it's a good play. So you mentioned uh, Kate Otten. You like his touchdown? Plus 375? Yeah, why not, right? Uh, I see plus 380. So Kate Otten feels like he's been pretty good this year. He's hit, he scored a touchdown 23.1% of games. Uh, he His over-under for receiving yards is only set at 25.5. So I like the over there, too. He's hit that in over 50% of games. Um. Feels like it could be a Kate Otten game just because of the weather. It's kind of a fake argument, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you can also get Mike Evans plus 148 for a touchdown. And we all know what That's kind of season too. he's had the last 10 years. I want to throw out one more line. Okay. And I don't know why it's so high. Uh, Tucker Craft, 35 and a half receiving yards under didn't they get him a little more involved last week i think so but it feels like he gets involved and then uninvolved like all the time um played 100 percent of snaps 60, last week it's 64 last week 
but I kind of see he had a long of 43. So if you take that out, obviously he's way under. Uh, if you cut that in half, I think he's, you know, still pretty close to getting under there. Um, so I could see Tucker Craft going under this week. Yeah, um, I could honestly see either way because he's their tight end right now. And um, what I'm thinking about tight ends this year, we've been over this, but I think it's kind of a, a weird year for tight ends. So I'm not... I'm not yeah, falling along with this this line for him just because we could go for 80 yards and a touchdown and he could go for 10 yards on one catch and do nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. That offense has a million weapons. So what is, I, I like the Packers yeah. here. Yeah, I do too. I just think it's going to be closer than you do. <laughs> Uh, what's the next game you got here? I got Texans-Titans. Um, Stroud and Nico Collins are both out. So we got Davis Confirmed Mills. Out. Yeah, they did not practice today. Um, report as of like 10 minutes ago. So Texans okay. with Davis Mills are plus 175 money line. Um, Titans are four-point favorites. Uh, 36.5 is the over-under. Titans are minus 210. Um, I'm a little bit of a fan of Derrick Henry. Why is that? Uh, Derrick Henry has been pretty consistently good against the Texans. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but he's been rushing for like 170 to 220 every game against the Texans for the last like five years or no, like two years. Um, Feels like Derrick Henry always shows up this time of the year. Everybody forgets. Uh, I'm not going to be the one to sleep on him. I'm going to check what his line is at right now. But I think if you take him as a touchdown scorer at minus 145 anytime, and you take him on his rushing prop at over 65 and a half, there's some uh, good options there. And that one of the, the over yards over is my uh, over of the week. Yeah, so on ESPN, he is actually plus odds, plus 103 for a touchdown. And I also love DeAndre Hopkins' touchdown in this game at plus 185. So I think those are two really good options for a couple prop bets on this. Yeah, it feels like it's going to be all Titans kind of all day here. Texans aren't good without C.J. Stroud. Nope. There's a reason they got the second overall pick last year. They're not good without C.J. Stroud. They need him. Yeah, totally um, agree. I, I could take the yeah. Titans minus four here and be completely fine with that. Yeah. Probably under two, but I could totally see Titans crushing them going over. I mean, yeah, I mean, they scored... alternate lines here. Yeah, they scored 28, and two of those came within, what, a minute or something? It was something crazy. Yeah. Um, so I can see the Titans offense kind of getting off to a good start here um, and hitting that over. As long as I the Texans can put up like 10 points, I think I think we're good. I kind of like the Titans minus 11 plus 238. The Dang. fat line. Yeah, that's huge. I think, the, I think they crush. Yeah, 
I agree. I think they're definitely going to – it's either uh, – I don't know. They're going to – I think they win by 10. I think I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. The next one I have on here is the Falcons and the Panthers. Let's be quick about this one. Um, Falcons <laughs> are favored by three, over under 33.5, minus 165. Saw that tickets for this game were going for twelve dollars. I, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't go. <laughs> oh, <would> go twelve bucks. <laughs> Probably cost more for a beer. Yeah, it definitely would. Cost more to get there easily. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't go. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like anything in this game. I think it's probably. Falcons minus three here. You know, the Panthers have been the worst team in the NFL this year. Will continue to be the worst team in the NFL for the foreseeable future uh, because of their awful GM management over the Bryce Young situation. Um, Lost 12 of the last 13. Um, And then the Falcons have covered the spread in five of their last six against NFC South opponents. So why not the Falcons? Yeah, Falcons are clearly the the pick here um i think you can take points i think you can take money line doesn't really matter um how do we feel about desmond ritter over under 181 and a half why not you know someone's got to do something this game probably going to be drake london desmond ritter kyle pitts someone will get involved i think we're getting a big game from Bijan here i'd love that yeah, good playoff game from Bijan for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I would um, love that. There's, there's one thing I'm concerned about. What is it? Falcons suck as favorites. They've lost their last four as favorites in the NFC and failed to cover their spread in their last five as favorites in the NFC. But it's the Panthers. It's the Panthers, but, you know, maybe Chuba Hubbard. He's 74 yards in December games with the Panthers as underdog. Last four have won. 64 and a half is his over-under. I mean, as a Pats fan, I would love for the Panthers to win, but... um, Yeah. No. (laughs) Atlanta it is. Okay. Um, Just just making sure that we're... I know, I know. Um, Gotta consider it all. Here's another one for one of your favorites, uh, Drake London, 48 and a half. I don't know if it's a Drake London game this week. Uh, but 48, but 48 and, a and a half feels pretty low. <laughs> you know, coming off of like 180. I just, I look at the Panthers and if they're, or I look at the Falcons and if they're away, I kind of don't want to play any of their players because uh, Desmond Ritter sucks away. But I'm thinking Carolina's so close to Atlanta. Maybe maybe we get some home effect there. Cheap tickets, <laughs> drivable distance. It's actually not a bad argument at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully a little bit of offense in this game from both sides, honestly. But That'd be awesome. Yeah, otherwise this on. game is boring. <laughs> yep. All right. Commanders versus the Rams. Rams are favored by six and a half. Over under 50 and a half, and Rams are at minus 290. I have a feeling this game's going to be a blast. Yeah, it could be. Um, they played a good one against the Ravens last week. 
They did, and it feels like the commanders always step up. Sam Howell's been pretty good. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It feels like uh, maybe we see an under year. I want to see it go over, but you know, seven of the Rams' last eight coming after an overtime game have gone under. Um, maybe the offense is tired. Maybe the the defense has a, those extra reps. I don't know what that you know, means for them, but commanders have lost their last four, um, but they've been covering their spread pretty consistently. Probably keep it close. Um, maybe go under, I'm thinking like 22, 26 is the final here. I don't know if that's possible, but uh, maybe 21, 24. You want to see a little scorigami here? That'd be cool, but uh, I don't know about a scorigami. <laughs> I don't have them all. Last night was a scorigami. You see that one? Oh, it was? Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't really be shocked because 63 points is like never happened. So. Yeah, and there wasn't a single field goal, right? (laughs) Um, No, I don't think so. All right, well. There's just um, punts from one team. In terms of what I like in this game, I love the under. Um. I think these teams are kind of maybe coming down to earth a little bit. Um, I think the Rams are the better team, and I do like their money line. Um, But 50.5, regardless of how good these offenses have been, I think is high. Um, I think they got to come down to earth a little bit here, especially commanders going all the way out west. Um, I don't know. It, It could be interesting, and it could be a fun game, like you said, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Sam Howell versus, you know, Matt Stafford is kind of all I'm looking forward to here. But why not? Why not have some fun and expect something from it? Definitely think the under is the play, though. Yeah, their passing yard lines are pretty high. Howell is 269.5. Stafford's 273.5. And and you're getting plus odds on Howell over 1.5 touchdown passes. So that's another prop that could be interesting. Do you think Brian Robinson plays? I don't know. What do you think? I have him in daily lineups. He he has that hamstring injury. He hasn't been practicing. I really hope he plays. He's been so consistently great, and he's cheap. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, good touchdown props here. The only two that are somewhat attractive, and I only say somewhat because these players aren't necessarily particularly known for touchdowns, Um, but they do get some. Uh, Puka and Terry McLaurin both got plus odds, plus 110 for Puka, plus 220 for Terry McLaurin. Um, Two quarterbacks that get the ball down the field, but then seem to switch over to the running game in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you want to jump over the next game? Yep. So Niners Cardinals, ten and three versus three and ten. Um, Niners are favored by twelve at, um, and then they're minus eight hundred money line, forty eight and a half over under. Um, I think this is a definite um, under game for me as well. This game sucks too. Yep. Um, what do you think about the spread? Minus twelve feels like a lot, but I could. I still think it's probably going to happen. Yeah. 
I don't see a world where the Niners don't blow them out. Yeah, it's not really about the the Cardinals' offense for me. I think their offense is, like, fine enough, but their defense is just going to have their hands full with, you know, Debo, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey. Um, and all the games in Arizona so far this year have gone over. Uh, you know, 51.8 average points per game. I do kind of see the over happening um, because maybe the Cardinals offense is good enough to get a score or two. Probably see the 49ers put up like 38 points. Um, I'm going to lean over here. I don't mind it. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a big day for Christian McCaffrey. I think they're going to try to get this game over with as fast as possible. Keep the clock running. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the Niners are all business here. Just try to get out of there as fast as possible with no injuries. Just get it over with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they're going to crush. Um, Kyler Murray. Any props you like? Kyler Murray is 209.5 for passing yards. I like the under there, honestly. Like, I think they're going to have maybe one or two drives that score, but the rest of them are probably going to be pretty limited. Yeah, I, I don't know if we've seen enough this season from Kyler Murray to make any bets on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he is minus 280 for over over half touchdown, so that's not great. What about Kyler touchdown scorer, plus 200? It's interesting, but as we said, he's going against uh, San Francisco's defense, so... I don't know. That's yeah, true. Um, I definitely like pretty much anybody on the Niners offense for a touchdown. Yeah, Kittle plus 115, Ayuk plus 100, Debo minus 106, and McCaffrey minus 360. One of these days I want to take a parlay out and just hit one of each of them. This honestly would probably be the perfect game. Just hit one of each of them and see if it hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is a awesome, on, honestly an awesome game for a same-game parlay. Because um, we know the Niners will win this game. Um, what I like to do is I like to kind of throw a different line out there. So I would probably go over like a lower number, um, say 41. So I'd go over 41 and a half. Uh, I like Niners... Um, Say probably just to be safe, six and a half. And then you could take to score a touchdown. We could grab, what's his name? McCaffrey. Where is he? So just those three together, you're getting plus 155. You could throw something else in there, make it a little more interesting. But that seems like free money. Yeah, I don't hate that. We'll jump over to the next game. Yes, sir. So next game we got finally an interesting one to talk about. Cowboys-Bills. Um, Bills are the favorite here. Uh, two and a half points over under 50 and a half. And minus 130 on money line for the Bills. Yeah. I like the Cowboys here. Um, the Cowboys have been pretty unstoppable this season. 
seven of the last eight they've won. Um, and the Bills haven't been covering their spread against the NFC this year. Uh, all five home games that they've had, they haven't covered. Um, but five of the last six for the Bills have gone under. So you can see under, especially with the you know stronger Cowboys defense. But I don't really know what to think of this. So, I don't know if you've looked at the weather, but um, oh, 18 mile an hour I'm winds. Doing my job. Could be longer um, than the past game. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a little bit. 50? Yeah, it's supposed to be a little bit rainy. I see 10 mile per hour with rain, but. Um. That creeps up towards 14, 15, even higher. I think we get a lock on that under. Yeah. Especially if it's at 50. Yeah, I like the under in this game, definitely. Um, as long as Josh Allen doesn't throw three interceptions. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think Josh Allen to score a touchdown, plus 105. He seems to be you know, running in the ball a ton this year, so why not? Yeah, uh, let's see. In terms of touchdown props, CD is minus 110, Dak plus 480. How about James Cook is plus 135. We talked about him the other day. Um, I like his, that. his relevancy in the passing game. So maybe not a James Cook game with that kind of weather, or does he get off on the ground? What about James Cook checkdown? James Cook screens. That, that feels like the way that James Cook would get the most passing yards to me. Yeah. And then Diggs is plus 130 for a touchdown. I mean, he's been playing like crap, so maybe he's due. I see minus 121, so. ESPN, man. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tony Pollard uh, on I, here I is minus it, 102. But... I'm team Brandon Cooks at plus 215. I think we get Brandon Cooks back to Brandon Cooks level where he was performing before. I would love that. Yeah, me too. And you talked about Jake Ferguson. Uh, He's plus 165. Yeah. Uh, I like that bet a lot. That's, I probably like that right next to my Amon Ra touchdown. Yeah, why not? Tight end weather, right? Mm, this is running back weather. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get a little bit of tight end action in there. Yeah, you probably do. I feel like both teams have pretty good tight ends. Uh, Kincaid had pretty good usage last week, even with uh, Dawson Knox back. So I don't hate the Kincaid plus 185 on any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think Knox is second fiddle tight end, if that's a thing. <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could, if we are saying under here, we could take um, unders on passing attempts. Um, Dak is at 36.5, and, and Josh Allen's at 34.5. Seems like a lot. Like the if, under on Dak. Yeah, it seems like a lot if this is going to be a running game. I think Josh throws the ball, like, all the time, though. He does throw the ball. 
And Tony Pollard's rushing attempts are only at 12 and a half and James Cook at 11 and a half. That might be, I think the James Cook is an easy over. You can get them plus odds at 12 and a half. I like that. I would do that. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I think we kind of covered the props in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. You want to jump into the next game? Yeah, another good one. Uh, Ravens-Jags. Uh, both these teams could use a win. Ravens to kind of stay in that first seed. And the Jags need one. Um, after did they drop one or two. I think they dropped two, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so Jags are at home. Ravens are favored. Three and a half points. Um, you can get them for three and a half even right now. Um, over under 42 and a half and Ravens are fa- or uh, money line is minus 175. I'm all in on the Ravens here. They are my favorite of the week at that minus three and a half spread. Feels like the Ravens have been kind of blowing out teams like this. Uh, could be a similar game to when the Jags played the Niners. Uh, I think that was 38-3. Feels like the Ravens defense is pretty great. The Ravens offense has been you know, also pretty great. Um, and they've won seven of the last eight. Is Christian Kirk more valuable to this offense than maybe we think? I think so. But it does feel a little bit like Christian Kirk has been replaced with Evan Ingram, which is good for me. True. Uh, in some places, but maybe not others. But yeah, definitely missing Christian Kirk. They've um, put up 31 and 27 without him, but those were also games where they were trailing yeah yeah it's kind of fake i think they need him that's what i'm thinking um i'm a big fan of i think the ravens end up running the ball a decent amount this game we have gus edwards at 31 and a half keaton mitchell at 45 and a half and Lamar Jackson at 50 and a half. I know Gus Edwards' usage has been limited the past few weeks, but I mean, you can get plus odds at 40, which isn't too bad. He can do that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the game that they get Keaton Mitchell involved in a little bit more. I don't think he's had more than 10 carries all season. Yeah, he has not uh, been featured. No, and I could see him getting a decent amount of yards, plus odds at 50. Um, and then Lamar's Lamar. I have Lamar kind of everywhere in DFS this week. I think that he's a great play. Yeah, he's plus 185 touchdown. Yeah, I think that's almost a lock. Yeah, um, otherwise, I do like, um, ETN touchdown and Ingram touchdown. Ingram's plus 220. ETN is plus 125. So I think you could take either of those guys. Seems like Trevor Lawrence, regardless of um, how healthy he is, I think he's just not healthy enough to be running out of the pocket. So um, I don't think he's stealing any touchdowns from ETN here. So I think ETN touchdown is maybe a lock. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also a little bit like Isaiah Likely at 32.5 on receiving yards and Zay Flowers at 54.5. Both of those going over. 
I think the Ravens just moved the ball. Do you think it's going to be over or under this game, though? I think it'll be over. I think after the game with the Rams last week, I think um, I think the Ravens can give up some points to a team that has playmakers on, on their team. Um, so it could be interesting. I think this game could be close, but I think the Ravens do pull this out, and I do think the over hits. Yeah, I mean, Ravens 6-7 and seven against the over-under, so 6 over, 7 under. And the Jags are the opposite, 7 over and 6 under. Um, but it feels like both of these teams have the ability to put up points. And like you said, like they put up a decent amount of points with Christian Kirk. Uh, even if they're behind, they should be able to do it. Yeah, and we got Sunday Night Football in Jacksonville. That'll be fun. Yeah, Duval. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final game, Eagles-Seahawks. I think we have a lot to talk about here. Um, Eagles are three-point favorites, over under 47.5, money line 165. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I think I haven't mentioned my underdog of the week yet, and I think that underdog is the Seahawks. Uh-oh. Um, feels like the Eagles are free falling. The defense hasn't been great. We saw what the Seahawks were able to do to the Cowboys defense. Um, it's only going to be 45 degrees overcast, five mile per hour winds at Seattle. Uh, so they have that home field advantage. I think the Eagles are going to struggle a bit. Um, I do see this game having good potential for an under, um, but you know, I don't know if Geno Smith is back, but either way, it feels like Drew Locke was able to move the ball. Geno Smith has been decent. Um, I think the Seahawks are a good play here. Yeah. Um, I like the under here as well. Um, clearly, there's some tension kind of growing in that locker room. There was a tweet that A.J. Brown is frustrated with Jalen Hurts, and there's a video uh-huh. of Jalen Hurts uh, practicing how to fall without fumbling and him getting up and shaking <laughs> his head. So not a great sign. <laughs> um, I don't know. It seems like a team that got off to a hot start just because they have all the talent in the world. And it's kind of looking like they're having trouble putting it together. So I could definitely see the Seahawks, you know, getting away with one here. Um I want to believe the Eagles will win this game, uh, but this one is kind of scary. Yeah, I agree. Um, And the Eagles haven't been covering the spread this much. Uh, The last eight of their last nine against teams with a losing record, they have not covered the spread, which is crazy. Uh, The Eagles are frauds for their record. They have like a very bad point differential uh, for 10 and three. They're like, they're up like 27 points total or something like that. Um, I think the Seahawks kind of send them a wake-up call. Let's say, you know, maybe the Eagles aren't as good as we think they are. And it does feel like that's happened a little bit. But one of the things that I'm kind of leaning into this week is sometimes there are trap lines that Vegas throws out there. They want you to smash the, the favorite team, I think, Last year, one of those big trap lines was Colts versus Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs were, like, favored by, like, one or something, and the Colts were, like, 0-4 or 
naturally the, the Colts end up winning the game. Um, it's another one of those games, you know, plus 142 on a team that has been good, not great going against a 10 and three team. The team is a bit in a bit of a free fall, but I, I'm, I'm not falling for the trap line. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think this is a last leg Bruiner here. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned, AJ Brown was frustrated. And last time we saw that Jalen Hurts just went after him. So AJ Brown touchdown here plus 120 seems like a great bet. Maybe Jalen Hurts is getting sick of A.J. Brown. It's Devonta Smith time, though. <laughs> it's looked that way. Um, DK is also plus 165. I like that. Um, I also like JSN this week. I think he has a decent chance of scoring a touchdown. He And, you know, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith scored in like 50% of the games this year. JSN not as involved, 15%. Um over under for yards is set at 40 and a half i think we hit that over and potentially a touchdown and the touchdown is at plus 245 odds can i give a long shot of the week yeah go for it quiz Watkins touchdown i love quiz he's on my madden team the rebuild seems like a couple times a year he just rips off some 50 yard touchdown and yeah because he's insane (laughs) it seems like it's been a while so Plus 850. So <laughs> Plus 850. Uh, yeah, I love that. Long shot um, of the week. I think I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I'm looking for if there's any other long shots this week. What's your take on DeAndre Swift? I feel like he hasn't been as involved recently as I thought he would be. He only has four rushing touchdowns on the year. Yeah, that also gets taken away from Hertz, but uh, Sirianni did mention that he wants to get the running game going. So maybe he gets Is it Swift? some yards. Is it Kenneth Gainwell? Plus 370 to score a touchdown? No, it's not Gainwell. Is it Rashad Penny? Revenge game? <laughs> <laughs> this will be a fun one, but this is one I'm keeping my paws off of. Yeah, yeah, I think same, but it is kind of my under, or not my under, my underdog. So. Yeah. It'll be fun to root against the Eagles. Yeah. So, you want to get into uh, your parlay of the week? Yeah. Um, so, I think I hinted at all three of these, but I tried not to spoil it. My underdog parlay of the week is going to be Seahawks, Cowboys, and bears uh and that gives you plus 1038 odds um i feel like we already went into all of these in depth but you know the bears have a pretty good chance over the browns the bears have looked great their defense is taking a step up with montez sweat justin fields and the dj Moore connection has looked super solid um and i'm hoping that you know if we do see that points under the bears are able to edge out if it goes over i don't really know but uh i like the bears this week i also like the broncos but i don't really have that this week because i think the lions have their bounce back game um so we just talked about the seahawks i don't really have to get into that and then obviously with the cowboys their defense is probably better than the bills defense um and that kind of just leads me to think that the cowboys might win uh josh allen makes more mistakes than mvp dak prescott um I don't know. 
feels like all three of those teams have a good chance to win. The Bears are or, no, I think the the Seahawks are my biggest question mark. Then the Bears, and I think the Cowboys have a pretty good chance of winning. Um, but I think we we might be able to hit this one this week. Yeah, would you have for odds there? What's that? Would you have for odds on that parlay? Plus one thousand thirty-eight. Okay. So ten to one hundred. Yeah, I like it. Um, I have a slightly different um, underdog that I have in this parlay. Um, I have for my underdogs. I have the Giants, Cowboys, Seahawks. So I do like the Cowboys, Seahawks. Um, same reasons. Um, the reason I threw in the Giants, it's just going to be a crappy football game, and I think. Who knows? Maybe the Tommy DeVito uh, magic <laughs> comes back again this week, and they can get one from the Saints. I can see it. Yeah, Saints stink. So, might as well if you're going for an underdog parlay. That's at uh, plus fourteen hundred. So, a little more risky, but sure. Um, <laughs> if you can hit that, you'd be happy. Yeah, always. So, did you have any other parlays this week? Yeah. So the big one. Um, there's a lot of games that I liked this week in terms of money lines. So my money line parlay, I got 10 legs this week. So we got a big one. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, every once in a while, uh, I've hit two of these so far this year. So, um, Bengals, Colts, Lions, Dolphins, Chiefs, Packers, Falcons, Rams, Niners, Eagles gives you plus 3,100 odds. So, if those are the favorites that win, you're gonna you're gonna like the way you look. Yeah, I'm all in on that. I think that's great. Um, is that all favorites? Yep, they're all favorites. <laughs> so our underdog parlay is a little bit opposed to that, but why not go for yeah. an all favorite parlay? I think there's a little bit of hedging going on here, but that's okay. All right, you want to wrap it up? I feel like yeah. that was a great episode, great preview. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at DataBlitz underscore XYZ, on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Um, follow the podcast there to get you know updates whenever we post new episodes. Um, we're available on YouTube at DataBlitz XYZ there as well. Um, and there I'm doing a Madden rebuild series of the Patriots. Um, and you can find the podcast there if you want to check it out over on YouTube. Um, and then as a reminder, uh, the content provided in the podcast, including discussions, strategies, and tips, is intended solely for entertainment and informational purposes. The views expressed are personal opinions and should not be taken as explicit advice uh, for fantasy sports participation or sports betting. Data Blitz does not guarantee the accuracy or success of any strategies or recommendations discussed. Betting and fantasy sports participation involves risk and is not suitable for everyone. We advise listeners to exercise discretion and consider their individual circumstances before making any decisions based on the podcast. Please gamble and play responsibly. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys.